What's up, guys? It's Little D from FMF. When I'm not mixing gas and hauling ass, I'm listening to Big MX Radio. Hey, guys, what's up? This is Andy Frisella here. You're listening to Big MX Radio. But when you're done with this episode, come check out the MFCEO project, mfceo.com. I got all your motivation. I've got everything you need to know about running your brand. I've got everything you need to know about getting shit done, and we can do it together. can't expect that everyone is as passionate about racing as we are. We can't expect that everyone is able to hear the silent call of the sea at 5am. Not everyone possesses the ability to smell the difference between rich and lean. nor the ear to differentiate the bark of two cylinders from four. It would not be fair of us to assume that the world understands the yearning and overwhelming compulsion that we have to push through pain, angst, frustration and failure. Some people might not understand the desire to test physical limits, conquer fear, or to tangle with the forces of gravity and physics. But we don't make product for them. to the future but embrace our past we study we analyze we race on Sunday so we can innovate on Monday we exercise trial and error religiously through our commitment to the pursuit of perfection. We learn. How to make products for the people that are capable of dedicating everything to sport. Whether there is a championship involved or not. Alpine stars, one goal, one vision.
here from Grundahl. Teasley turns that five sideways. Right the gate is down. This is a sharp left-hander. Who's going to shot? Looks like Darcy Lange on that Richmond Gallo Kawasaki gets the jump. That's where it all started. Big MX Radio, brought to you by Fly Racing USA, is on the air. Fueled by passion, focused on motocross. W Wheels USA, Moto Ice Wrap, Viral Goggle Bread, and Maxima USA make it possible to bring you the news, the interviews, and the point of views inside the sport of motocross. The gate's about to drop on Big MX Radio. With us on the line, we've got none other than Justin Hill, the 46 machine, number one in your hearts after that ride this weekend. Justin, how's it going? That's going well, man. Just enjoying my life here out on the East Coast. You're on the East Coast. I call the, uh, a, a 951 number, which is usually West Coast, but uh, the team is located in Charlotte. That's where you've been uh, been riding a little bit of the, on the 450. And uh, like, let, let me probably not be the first one, but uh, welcome you to the big boy class. It's exciting. Yeah, no kidding, man. I've been waiting a long time to ride some spec rounds on a 450 and um, you know, unfortunately we had Bogle get hurt, uh, which, which kind of made the, you know, we were planning on trying to do it anyway, but, uh, definitely made the decision a little bit, uh, easier, I suppose to, you know, just get, get, um, everybody on board, uh, to, to throw that big bike out there. For sure, and it's one of those things. Like for for a lot of fans, they've been uh, kind of uh, hoping for it for a while to see you on a 450. They've they've seen some video edits you riding in the hills on one, or or uh, just like that. Just the, the the bike skill that you have, I feel, really lends itself to to the 450. Very smooth, very calculated, uh, and of course, a lot of people say, "Oh yeah, the bike suits me better." But I, I truly believe this one does suit you better than the 250F in the fact that you've got a little bit extra horsepower and uh, you can be more. Uh, uh, just a little bit more finesse than uh, than you had you can with the 250. Yeah, hands down. Like I mean, I've been telling people that for a long time. Um, you know, I, I but I've only had in the past. I only had you know one one race where I was able to ride a 450, and people. And, but at that time, people were surprised too. And I was like, well, it's just it's just it's what it is. Like I'm, I think I'm a 450 guy, and. Um, you know, even as an amateur, like when I was, um, when I was just kind of getting on big bikes, I, I, I just liked the, I just liked the 450. Like there was just something about it, um, that it suit, it, it suit me better, just a more natural. Like I, like I have to kind of change how I am and change how I ride to ride the, uh, you know, any 250, um, no matter how good it is. It's like, I always, um, you know, I always struggle on the littler bike, um, you know, actually, it, it's funny because people were were talking talking bad about the 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 250 Suzuki, but that's like that's the to me that's a, the most fun and most comfortable I've ever been on a 250. It just that that had a rough start for sure, but it's like that bike to me is the best 250 so far that I've rode. But it's just like a you know it, it's it's like anything else, man. Until you until you go out there and, and show. Um, that that it is working for you it's like nobody nobody really cares and nobody really believes you or whatever they're thinking for sure like i was talking to uh your trainer and and good friend johnny louch and uh, and he's like yeah justin's so frustrated because people don't believe him 
He likes the bike, but they don't believe him because it just wasn't working the way you'd hoped. And honestly, uh, the last couple of weeks uh, of the before uh, the 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 West shutdown, you you really kind of came into your own. Um, Do you feel like these rides on the 450 are going to help you um, uh, transition over back to the 250 once you jump back on it? Yeah, absolutely, and that's and that's the plan. Um, You know, I, I wanted to continue racing, continue to get better. Um, you know, no matter what happens on the 450, it's, it's, it's aimed to, um, just get some intel about the bike, get some experience, but mainly continue racing and get, uh, continue the cardio and continue the experience on the spec tracks and how they're building them currently. And, um, it's all aimed to help the 250 side for sure. Absolutely, and obviously, and congratulations on your win in in, uh, in San Diego before the, the things wrapped wrapped up. Um, after a win like that, where uh, you were able to play a little bit of cat and mouse with Adam Steen Cirillo, get the better of him, and uh, honestly, motor away, um, was that uh, a huge confidence boost for you? How are you feeling after a night like that? Um, yeah, it's it good um, because I definitely felt that it was kind of a long overdue thing you know I, I didn't I didn't expect to have such a rough start in the, in the first place because I had already felt so good but I chased my tail a little bit with some stuff uh with, with some chassis stuff like I was telling everybody and and that's that, that's about it like you know if it wasn't for for that I, I think I'd have been doing that from the get-go um you know just like I was or maybe even sooner uh, than I was last year so um, uh, truthfully, it just put me back in the spot that I know I should be. And, um, you know, riding smart, that's, that's why I was bummed about this last week. And on that little stupid, um, thing where I didn't, I didn't read Marvin's, uh, you know, brake check on me. Uh, that's something that I normally am really good at, but it's just a different, that was a different deal. And I was, I was definitely excited to be up there and it was just a whole, you know, whole different feeling. So I didn't ride the way I should, but like that stuff where I'm, you know, outsmarting guys and riding well versus the 250 guys um is kind of my my mo that's what i like to do uh is ride smart like that so um that's you know more and more along the lines of what i should should be doing all the time absolutely and i think it's something that uh kind of is, is going to serve you well especially in the 450 class M- maturity is rewarded in the in the 450 class um and like honestly a, f- a pretty much flawless day other than uh g- like like just deciding to turn down in the, the the last corner before the finish line maybe uh uh is it even a, a fraction of a second too early catching uh, marvin muscan's uh, rear wheel if not for that i think uh we're, we're talking to you after your first podium yeah, for sure. That that little mistake was just you know was just one of uh, of many that you get better off of. That's for sure. Like it wasn't a it wasn't uh, yeah. a thing where I you know it, it 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 was drastic. Like it was just just splitting hairs. And um, if I would have done just just anything, just literally anything slightly different, um, I'd have came out you know right around and been been in line to try to win that thing. So. Um, with, with that, like moving forward, I know that, that being, you know, I have more respect, I should say, I have more respect for, for the class and who, and who rides in it. And, uh, that was one of the things that I, that I kind of thought of right away when I was riding with those guys is, is that they're, they're smart, you know, they've been around longer. I mean, it's crazy how many, how many, um, champions are in that class. And, um, you know, like right now in the 250 class, I'm the only champion that I'm writing with. Yeah. So uh, that's a totally different thing. 
For sure. And in, in my, like, when I first saw it in real time, it almost seemed a little bit cheeky from Mars' perspective because I think he knew that he could, like, hang up there just that half split second longer and, and that you would, like, it would, it would kind of mess you up a little bit. That's a little bit of a craftiness from these, uh, these veterans that you're going to be playing with uh, in the near future. Yeah, like he, he did it just right. You know, he hung up and just waited for me, you know, just waited to feel me hitting his wheel and sort of rode off. Like he just did it just right. But, um, yeah, I mean, that, that, that type of stuff is just, is just what I got to get, uh, more used to and more, you know, uh, uh, equipped to, to deal with. But, um, like, I, I feel like I'm a, like, I'm a smart rider. I feel like I'm, you know, pretty, pretty experienced with that kind of stuff. And it, um, Really, it just gets me fired up. I just want to get back out there and battle more and, and you know, get the best of them next time. Fair enough. And I, I think that you'll, you'll get uh, more more of those opportunities to come. Let's talk a little bit about that heat race, though. Collecting your first checkered flag as a 450 rider, um, you, you had good times in qualifying, put yourself in a good position to get a good uh, good gate pick for for your, your heat. But uh, take us through the heat race a little bit, getting yourself to the front and uh, busting out that quad jump that uh, to, everybody else made it look pretty difficult you made that look way too easy um what what's your secret like just just give us all of your your info right now just just tell us all everything <laughs> i don't want to tell you everything everything um no i i um i feel like in the in the heat i was just kind of cruising like it was really not difficult i was way better in the whoops and i was way better in certain sections sand section the whoops and then that quad it was like I just I did I just did those three things and literally just cruised around the rest of the track, um, and you know especially when I got in the lead I was like I knew that I knew like where I had to go fast to get away and I knew where I could just chill and um, I felt really in touch with what I needed to do out there and then that actually probably was one of the things that could have hurt me for the main is because like I I felt um, you know I I almost kind of made a fool of that same guy in the heat a little bit and then he and then he he learned from what i did the in the heat so <laughs> you know that but but that was that was awesome man you know to, to win the win the first seat i felt i felt good about it i knew that i was riding good and i you know i like i expected it for myself for sure to go out and do better i was hoping um you know after that heat that um that i would that i'd have been on the podium for sure and you know could have happened without the fall but um that that kind of stuff to me uh like the heat wins and stuff i'm talking about is is it's fun but it doesn't mean very much to me like it like like it's cool and I, i'm glad that i was able to do it but for the most part i'm i'm worried about the 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 main like i i don't i just don't classify it as the same <laughs> you know of course yeah, it's half thing, like on a short race but uh i, but- I could get I could get the transfer spot, you know, not in ninth place or whatever, you know, I've never been to an LCQ in my career, which really? is, I want to keep that at least. But, um, did not know that, but like, you know, I could, be in, I could be in the transfer spot, like don't care cruising around as long as I, you know, kept my energy and, and learned as much as I could about the track. Um, that's really to me what a heat race is for. I don't think it's for me. I don't even consider it as like a qualifying race. I consider it as, okay, what are we learning for the main? Yeah. And, um, you know that, and that I probably did less of that than I normally do because it was my first 450 race. Um, so I was like, you know, I was maybe a little bit more on the okay, let's focus on this race at hand when normally I'm not like that. 
when did things start to slow down for you in the 250 class? Obviously, like, you, you were a rookie at the time, but uh, when did things start to kind of, like, so the bullets weren't flying to the point where you couldn't pay attention to the things around you, you could actually start to uh, dissect things rather than uh, just kind of, like, just going for it? Um, tw- 2016, um, truthfully, because yeah. that, you know, like, I had my first couple of years, like, I got a couple of wins my first year in 14. And or I'm sorry, my my second year, I had, a, I had a shaky first year, a lot of injuries and just dumb stuff, and didn't get, really didn't feed, finish either season, um, in its, in its entirety. So that was kind of just like, a, okay, let's try this again, you know, take two. And um, my second my second year was good, had a couple had a couple of wins, but it was still all so, um, like you know, everything was electric still and fast paced and all that, um, whereas now but you know starting starting in 16 in, in 2015 i i i had a lot of a lot of injuries and stuff and some concussions and just random things that that made the sport seem faster again and um as soon as i was totally healthy from all of that stuff i i was able to really gain consciousness out there um and then ever since then that's how i felt i felt like everything's going really slow and um, if you look back and watch some of my races, like in 14 that, that I won, it's there. I'm, I'm, I'm kind of, I mean, I'm definitely more uh, ag- aggressive. Maybe not so aggressive, maybe more so like aggro. Like I'm, yeah. I'm more active on the all over the place. And, and then, you know, at a certain point after I was, after I was healed up, I realized that I don't have to do that. I don't, that's not what I should do because it doesn't, that's not what my style is. That's not what, you know, everybody needs to do what they're good at, and that's not what I'm good at. I'm good at being the calculated guy, the dialed guy, and and hitting hitting everything the way it should be hit, and and not much more. You know, I I have I found success in being efficient, and um and I like that about myself. I think I, I find I have pride in that. So um I've I've really begun to hone that in and and try to perfect that idea. Hey everyone. Let's take a break and listen to some commercials quickly. Then we'll be right back to the podcast. Thanks for listening. FlyRacing.com is the home of quality and innovation. The design team at Fly tirelessly rebuild and retool premium lines like the Evolution 2.0 and Light Hydrogen with features like zipper lock to prevent closure failures and EVO's BOA technology, which ensures the perfect fit. Complete your protective gear combo head-to-toe with Fly Racing F2 Carbon MIPS Retrospect and Fly's entry into the premium boot segment with their sector. All products and colorways are available at FlyRacing.com. In motorsports, the action pulls us in, and often we never get close enough to the exhilaration and athletes that amaze us. Although trackside seats are available, nothing gets you closer to motocross and supercross action than the collective experience. Dave Drake's has created an exclusive opportunity to get you closer to the sport you love so much. If you want an all-access experience with Adam or Tyler Ettingknapp, Henry Miller, John Ames, or even the cat, AJ Catanzaro, you need to check out the collective experience today. TheCollectiveXP.com, as well as the collective ex on instagram is where you can find the collective experience do so immediately the collective experience nobody gets you closer what's wrong jeff i don't know jay well 
You better fuel up with a nutritious breakfast with oats and bran. Oats and bran? I didn't think there was such a thing. That's what I used to think. Now, I start out every morning with a bowl of Amigos. For extreme kids like us. The most action-packed event on the planet is back, bigger and crazier than ever before, with the largest ramps you've ever seen. Nitro Circus, the global youth entertainment phenomenon, returns to North America this year with the epic Next Level Tour. This spectacular brand new production, an all-moto adrenaline rush, will have depth-defying tricks, jaw-dropping world's firsts, and absurd stunts. It all adds up to a thrilling show simply too big to fit indoors. The Next Level Tour launches mid-May, just in time for summer, and will visit over 10 cities across the continent through June. Brainchild of Travis Pastrana, global superstar, action sports icon, and Nitro Circus ringleader, the Next Level Tour features the best athletes in action sports taking on the biggest ramps in the world. The Nitro Circus design team has put it all on the line with this show, doubling down on the risk factor. The FMX Next Level Takeoff Ramp alone, a towering 15 feet above the show floor, a whopping 5 feet taller than any ramp toured before, will launch riders more than 60 feet into the sky. The landing ramp also looms large, standing 23 feet in height. The Nitro Circus Next Level Tour will include several athletes, including Bruce Cook, Jared McNeil, Jared Duffy, Blake, Bilko Williams, and many more. For more information, visit nitrocircus.com. Hey, Big MX listeners, just wanted to take a moment to uh, let you guys know about Viral Brand and Viral Brand Goggles. Uh, Viral Brand Goggles is a relatively new company, and we've been working with them for about a year now, and uh, they've got some really cool things going on, which include uh, not only when you buy a pair of goggles, you will not only get a goggle bag, which of course you get with most goggle bags, but uh, with most goggles rather, but uh, you'll also get tear-offs, you get a 10-pack of tear-offs, and you also get an extra clear lens to go along with your mirrored lens than uh, the tinted lens that the goggles come with. Uh, so it's kind of a more, of a more of a package than it is just a set of goggles, which if you're going to buy goggles, you're going to need an extra lens, you're going to need tear-offs. So they take care of all that stuff for you, and uh, $74.99 US is uh, an easy asking price. They've also got a 30-day money-back guarantee. If uh, their best fit challenge, if your goggles don't fit your helmet within the first 30 days, get them back to viral, for uh, and, and they'll take care of you, no questions asked. Uh, so check out the, the theviralbrand.com today and uh, and and see what the kind of products and the uh, the accessories that they've got. I love the goggles myself and uh, can't wait to see you guys enjoying them as well. Take care. Well, there you go, and, and that's uh, something that comes with experience. You're you're now a seasoned veteran within the sport of motocross, but obviously still very fresh faced as far as the 450 class goes. Um, like these races, like after this weekend, obviously you had a lot of success. Does that change? Um, what you see 
as your own capabilities in the 450 class? Like, obviously, there's a little bit of an unknown coming into the first round. You don't really know where you stack up. Um, does it kind of change your approach to, a, to Atlanta, or is it, uh, is, are you still in the learning phase? No, it doesn't change my approach at all because I, I thought I could I thought I could go in there and win my my first race. I really did, and I still believe that I can go and win this race. So there's no there's no difference to me. Um, especially, it's cool because I don't have any pressure. It doesn't really matter what I do. Um, my team is still the coolest team. I still have the coolest bike. I still have the best people. It doesn't matter. You know, it's all it's all coming in the future anyway, and it's already set in stone. So it's not like it's a, it's not like it's a thing where my, where my back's up against the wall, which is a good feeling because I like to have fun and, and enjoy the experience. And, um, you know, now that, now that I'm in a position where I, I don't really have to worry about it. It's, it's definitely helping me just stay calm and, and realize that I can do this and I can probably do it easier than other people. Absolutely, and uh, so before and before I let you go, I, we got to talk about training a little bit. You're at the W, uh, working with Johnny Louch. Uh, it's the second second year, or maybe even the third year that you've been working with him. What does he bring to your program? What's the relationship with him like? And uh, and how is like working with working at the W kind of the X factor as far as uh, your success on weekends? Um, you know, I just, I just have a good relationship with Johnny. I've, I've worked with Johnny off and on since I was 17 years old. A lot of people don't realize we've gone back that far, but, um, yeah, I've, I've known him for a long time. He was, a he's a good friend and kind of mentored me as I had moved, moved away from home and moved to California and it was all, it was all new and, and, um, he helped me through a lot of things in life, which is, I think where it really comes in more so than the, than the training. I think training is what it is. And, it doesn't, you know, and even Johnny will tell you, you know, it's not even really about training. It's about riding and, and everything else is secondary. So, um, but it's great because me and him have that understanding and a lot of other trainers get weird about, um, about, you know, oh, you spent this much time at the track, but we have to get to the gym and we have to do yoga and we have to do this and blah, blah, blah. You know, they're, they're too gnarly about what you really should be doing. I'm like, Hey, listen, man, I, I'm not paid to ride a road bike. You know, I'm paid to ride a motorcycle and I'm going to ride my motorcycle until I can ride it good and for a long time. And, and he, he totally understands that. And, um, basically, so when I'm in that, when I'm in the W when while, you know, when I'm in California, which isn't, isn't as much these days, but when I'm there, it's, it's fun, it's light. And we get to just enjoy, enjoy the, the, uh, the workload because it is, it is hard, you know? Riding, riding day in, day out through the week, prepping is really hard on your body, and and being in there. And plus, we have we have awesome, uh, you know, uh, chiropractor in there, Doctor Nick. That's my guy. Yeah. Just just uh, inside that gym. So we, you know, we have we've got everything. You know, we've got um, uh, everything right there for me to for me to just. It's it's not like a it's not like I'm missing anything uh, to to the puzzle, but. You know, even if I was, I'm not the guy to flip about it anyway. I just, I just ride my dirt bike, and that's that's pretty much where it ends. Fair enough. You see, you really seem to be a guy, and I think fan, that's why fans seem to flock to you. Is a guy who really makes racing a motocross bike look like a fun job to have, and and that's I, I mean that in the fact that there's a lot of racers out there who sometimes don't make racing a motocross bike look like a job anyone would want to have, which is kind of a bummer to me. Uh, you seem to make, uh, have fun with it. Because, uh, like, uh, it, it's like, like all, you got these fans, you got 40,000 fans in the in the building, all of which would, like, be like, just, like, it, 
sever their left arm so they could be be able to do what you guys do and uh and you seem to to look like you're having fun at it uh which is different from from some of your other competitors yeah that's important to me though like i i don't i don't think that you really gain out of not you know not liking what you're doing like i think it if you if you love it you're it's not as hard on you um but on you know on top of that uh yeah, when I watch uh, when I watch the race, and I see some guys making it look way more difficult than it has to be, I go, I, I don't want to be that. You know, even if I even if I don't, even if I didn't find as much success in this sport by being um, by by looking cool doing it, I think it's important because we're out here to represent brands. We're out here to 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 hold a certain persona for for our people that we're, we're that are paying us to do this, right? So those people want to those people want to be um you know put up on a put up on a pedestal like like oh these are the people to ride for and this guy makes it look sweet so we want to ride what looks sweet you know um so that i mean not like that's my game plan like it just so happens to you know work because i i do ride that way but um if i didn't i would aspire to if that makes sense Fair enough, and I, I appreciate your your response on that. That was absolutely as as honest as you could have been, and um and and I think that's another benefit to uh, to you as, as an athlete is that you're extremely honest. Um, so let's wrap up this interview with some fun questions. Sound good? Sounds good. Fair enough. First of all, were you in opening ceremonies this last weekend? I don't know. No, I was not. Okay, provided that um, maybe they they put you in this weekend, I feel like they should based on your past uh, your last result. But if they don't, um, that's a shame. If they do, what song are you coming out to? That's that's a good question. Um, probably it means that I don't have my stuff quite there yet. Um, well, at least to a point where. Um, you know, all the, everything's handled, meaning like copyrights and all that kind of stuff. Um, I would say it's probably going to be something from Seattle, Alice in Chains, something, something like that. Maybe, maybe, uh, Soundgarden. Yes. I, I totally forgot to mention, you've recently put out an album. Uh, yes. Not, not, yeah, it was in January. Yeah. So just, just not that long ago. Not that long ago. Um, That's kind of cool. Yeah. I'll have, um, Probably within the next few months, I'll have another one coming out too. I just kind of threw it out and just to see what um, you know, just see if people would like it, and because I like it, you know, and it's not like a, it's not like one of those things where you can tell, <laughs> you know, like because everybody has their own opinion and it's always so um, so different. So I wanted to put it out there and see if um, the people that like me already like what I do, you know, and, um, it's just so far, it seems like everybody does. So I, I'm going to keep making it, keep putting more stuff out and, um, you know, hopefully by, uh, hopefully by the time we get done with Supercross, I'll have, uh, that, that time was just like a quick short one, you know, like three, three song little thing, but, um, hopefully by the time we're done with Supercross, I'll have a, uh, I'll have a full album, uh, done and, uh, and put out. So. That's pretty cool. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you, like that. That's something where you, you're actually quite vulnerable, putting yourself totally out there. Like, this is me. 
I hope like you you like me when I race when I race dirt bikes. I fly through the air and win races. <laughs> Do you like me when I'm just totally just being Justin? And I think that's a cool kind of leap of faith yeah. for you. And uh, I, I I'm pumped that people would uh, if if they would like listen and, and, and encourage like have you gotten some like it's almost like when you tell us when you do a speech and then all of your friends tell you tell you that you killed it like what were they gonna say but like like when like yeah, do you yeah, get a lot exactly. of good feedback yeah absolutely um I've, I've had i've had quite a bit uh quite a bit of people and even on you know like itunes and stuff and you go on there and it's just people that you know may may or may not even know who i am but they but they like it. So, um, that's actually more so what, what I want. I wanted to go past my, my racing. I want people, I want people in music to like my music, not, not necessarily just like it because of, because you know who I am and what I do and stuff. But, um, you know, that's obviously, it's, it's so, so new. It probably hasn't even reached those people, but, um, you know, I, I mean, for the most part, it's been, it's been, um, definitely like motivating because people do like it so it's you know i'm I'm working on a lot of stuff the next you know i I got a couple a couple different um you know themes that i'll go for and and i i got i got ideas so hopefully hopefully it turns out the way i'm I'm um, looking forward to so we could technically possibly see a justin hill um video segment with your own song in the video, that to me is pretty cool. Like, I like I love that already motocross. happened. It already happened. That just happened. There you go. When when did that happen? <laughs> uh, just happened twice, actually. Um, I had a video shoot for my 450 reveal, and okay. that was my song. Okay, yeah, yeah, um, I, I, I did see that. Yep. And then, uh, and then this is obviously a little bit different, but, uh, we, we did a video back trying to think this was probably before the season. Um, we shot, shot a video at the, at the test track. And I think there's, I think it's just a minute, uh, just a minute one, but, um, yeah, then we, we put that to one of my songs. It's out already. There you go. We'll have to go check those out. Uh, for those who don't already follow you on social media, Justin Hill 46, I believe. Yes, it is. Justin Hill 46. Go give the guy a follow. He's actually a pretty interesting follow, unlike uh, half the people who don't even uh, control their own Instagram. Um, Justin, <laughs> before I, I let you go, um, what was uh, your favorite motocross video growing up? Favorite motocross video? Yes. Uh, I would say I have to say the Terra Firmas. Those were those were bad, and, and it brings in that that uh, metal grunge. Um, yeah, you know. That that's what really brought all that stuff kind of into my life, like, um, and and truthfully too, was like the video games, like the good soundtrack when when you're playing an MX MXT on Moto Leash Tracks and, had you, a great and you hear yeah that too, but like yeah, when I was a slip on there. when I was um, pretty young, like that's that's like that was my musical influence, like when when you hear when yeah. you get on MX Unleashed and you hear them Bones play, yeah, that's like the sickest thing in the world to me. So like that's. Yeah, that and that and the Terra Firmas. Um, but other than that, I really like the I really like the Bar to Bars. Yep. Um, just the you know the the whole series um, recaps and uh, like I'm trying to think of the other thing, but uh, oh, uh, I think it's X is like SX maybe I think it's like SX Exposed or something like that. It's kind of like Bar to Bar, but okay. Um, it's yeah, it's just basically I like I like seeing the entire series. 
um, from a year, you know, like, I think that's, that's pretty cool. Cause then you get, you, you also like makes you like kind of like a history buff too. And people are like talking about a certain race. Oh yeah. You know, Larry Ward won that race back in blah, blah, blah. You know what I mean? Like then, you know, yeah, yeah. No, <laughs> like, everyone thinks I'm cool. like totally cool to, like a, a motocross historian. I've just watched all the bar to bars. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. No, that's it. Like I, yeah. Like you, you asked me what, you know, somebody, you know, ask me anything about like, Oh wait, like, Oh yeah. Hands down, that guy won that. You know, like, not because it's not like you can go to every single race all the time for the last thirty years. You know, it's like you, but we have all the footage, so I I think that's cool. Absolutely. Do you ever go back and uh, go like watch old videos on YouTube? Like maybe not like a twenty-year-old Supercross, like the nineteen ninety-nine, nineteen ninety-eight Atlanta Supercross. It's on there. Yeah, I actually I do do that. Me and me and Matt Bichelli always do that because. we just yeah we, we we like that kind of stuff we like how it used to be too like the old tracks and stuff mm-hmm. um but yeah we, it was funny because because i watched uh tampa 99 and 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 all that and i was like that didn't really pertain <laughs> to, like you know what we were doing but it was just cool like oh wow this was you know this was like 19 years ago and we're coming back to the stadium made it cooler going back to that stadium yeah, and you're like, why is RC going so slowly? Like, he looks so human <laughs> in that particular year on a 250. <laughs> like, oh, man, yeah, that it's, guy. It's I, often yeah, forgotten. The goat, the, man. Uh, the, the, the 1999 250 out, or 250 Supercross year for, for, for Ricky. Uh, probably one he'd want to forget. But um, It happens to everybody, man. But that yeah. guy, I mean, that that guy's unreal. Like you just, to this day, you go out and see the guy ride. Like I've been out to the farm quite a bit lately in the last, uh-huh. last six months or so. And guys, just, that guy's just killer on a motorcycle. It doesn't matter what you give him. Like he, like he's just riding, you know, kind of whatever sitting around like, you know, stock, stock bikes or two stroke or whatever. And he's just like, guy just rips, man. It's crazy. Well, yeah, he's still got some. He's got the skills. I don't think that's ever going to go away. I think that's one of the biggest benefits to a professional career in any sport, especially an extreme one. That uh, for the rest of your life, as long as you're you're healthy enough to do so, Justin, you'll be able to uh, enjoy uh, a, a skill set on two wheels that un, unlike your common man. Like uh, deep into your forties, yeah. you're probably going to be long faster than I'll ever dream to ever be, and that's pretty cool. Yeah, that's for sure. But for the most part, it's like you just know when somebody's exceptional. And like, as I, I've seen people that were good, and you know, you watch them ride now, and you're like, nah. But you watch Ricky ride, and you're like, oh yeah, okay, I get it. You yeah, know, he can still. Do and it. that's that's just it, it's cool to see. It's cool to see that the that that talent never change. You know, and yeah, it's like that with my brother too. Like my brother, he just does. He could not ride forever. Like he, you know, he had that. He had the desk job at Monster for a long time, and he didn't get to ride very much. But when he went out, he was just like, "Dude, this guy's sick. Like he yeah. should, he should keep riding. You know, he's young still, and um, that's what he's doing now. So I'm pretty pumped about it, actually." J- uh, Josh has been doing some riding. Yeah, he's gonna. He he now um, is just caught on his own deal where he's doing offshoot stuff, the snow bike stuff, obviously. Right and uh, that type of stuff for for monster, but yeah, I think he's planning on doing doing some. We might actually do a couple of supercrosses uh, this this year. 
Fair enough. Well, uh, that would be exciting to hear. Uh, Justin Hill, it's been a pleasure to have you on the show, my friend. Great conversation. Uh, t- had you on a little longer than I expected to, but the, the conversation was too good to hang up on you uh, for, for, no, for no good reason. <laughs> but uh, I'm really looking forward to seeing you this weekend, 46 Machine doing your thing, and uh, um, hope you lay it down. Thanks, man. I appreciate it. Awesome. Well, don't hang up just yet, but for podcast sake, we're going to cut it off right there. <laughs> All right.